Welcome to All Bodies on Bikes, the podcast, where all bodies are good bodies, all bikes are good bikes, and all rides should be celebrated. All Bodies on Bikes is a movement to create and foster a size-inclusive bike community. So join your hosts. I'm Maggie. And I'm Marley. As we explore the complexities of the biking world, help us break down barriers and create the world that we want to see. And don't forget that all bodies really means all bodies, not just larger bodies, but bodies of all sizes, ages, races, abilities, genders, sexualities, and beyond. Come along for the ride. Maggie! Oh my gosh, Marley, hey! Hi, how you doing? I'm swell, how about yourself? Oh my god, I'm alive! You are, and we're glad for that. And I'm surprisingly not that tired. Well, I did sleep like 15 hours yesterday. Uh, <laughs> sure. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> Only way I, to do it. I have an aunt who lives in Kansas City, and I had to take Molly Cameron to the airport. I didn't have to, but I'm a good friend. And so I yes, took Molly to the airport in Kansas City, which was like three hours out of my way. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to safely drive down to Mexico. Oh, my God. Mexico. <laughs> So you were saying you're well rested and you feel fine. And I feel fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, there's no way I could safely drive to Arkansas. And I have family in Kansas City. And so my aunt's house, we used to stay there when we were kids. And it was always like a place of peace and tranquility. And I it's exactly what it was. Cause like I was Fantastic. so ready to get home. But I mm -hmm. also knew that when I got home, that meant laundry and dogs and all the stuff I didn't do before I left. Sure. So I just like took yesterday off from the world and now I'm home and the world is spinning again. There you go. We yeah. love the world spinning. Well, what what were what were you doing in Kansas? Oh yeah, we didn't even talk about that yet. Unbound gravel. Woo! So this is my third year at Unbound. Um, Fantastic. My I am so distracted right now. I keep looking at like why is this thing all wet? Like what happened at my house while I was gone that my desk is wet? what what is happening in my sorry uh, you're fine well i mean you're not you're underwater but like i'm just distracted so distracted epic my desk is so wet what is sorry oh my god sorry podcast listeners i really thought my life was back together it is not in any uh, way shape or form that would uh, just be boring i think what was that that's that would just be boring that's my take so on that boring okay we're gonna we're gonna clean the desk up after the episode um <laughs> but I was unbound gravel. So like I said, third year out there. First year I did 50 miles. Last year I did my first century. Yeah, you this did. year I apparently didn't get enough last year because I signed up for the 100 again and I finished. And Heck yeah. Very challenging but amazing day. Fantastic. Uh, yeah. Like So third year, what did did you do anything different to get ready for it this year than you've done in the past? I, I honestly wasn't as prepared this year as I was last year. Um, right. I realized uh, morning of I didn't have my gloves. So I rode 100 very uh, – It you can't even use one word to describe the conditions besides challenging. But I rode all day without without gloves, which I didn't love. Um, mm -hmm. There were a couple other things as well that I, I somehow went to Kansas without water bottles. I think I like at one point had the logic of like, oh, there's an expo. I'll be able to get water bottles from like Shimano or, you know, any number of people that are there. 
<laughs> and it worked. Um, I ended up buying water bottles, which I usually is like a cardinal sin in my life. Yeah. But they were a fundraiser for this really cool org. Um, so I got myself go. some water bottles. But um, I'd say the other big thing I did this year different is I rested a lot in preparation. So every yeah. other year I've led shakeout rides and I've really been, you know, I feel like a huge presence at the expo in the days leading up. Yeah. Uh, and this year I was there a lot. You know, I, I signed autographs for the first time ever. I saw that. I wondered how you felt about that. And your face is confirming what I assumed you felt about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was surreal. Um, Perla Zumi printed up these really rad little cards and I'm actually going to get more of them. They asked me for like five or six tips for Unbound. And so I sent oh, them yeah. out okay. with them and then they printed it on these little trading cards that had my face. Um, so, so I cool. got to sign those. It was weird though. Cause people would come up to the booth to like, you know, pick up the free swag and I'd be like, do you want my autograph? And you could just see this look in their face of like, I have no idea who you are, but Okay. <laughs> Um, and then there were lots of folks who came by and they were like, oh, I'm so stoked to meet you, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I was at the expo. We had an all bodies on bikes booth at the expo, which is really cool. Awesome. Um, yeah. So we're doing a fundraiser right now, which we will talk about later. Yep. But we had our Kansas City chapter leader out there. Um, and then Kaylee was out there and they had their own little bike adventure. They tried to ride from, uh, I don't know if it was from Kansas City or from Lawrence or, but basically they tried to ride out to the event and got caught in some epic storms. Uh, so it was just an epic weekend all around. But, awesome. Like I was saying, I didn't do any shakeout rides. And I think that was kind of a winning ticket. Mm, because oftentimes okay. those shakeout rides are, you know, one or two days before the big event, typically around 20 miles. And it's a lot. Um, yeah. You know, 20 mile day for me, it's not necessarily a long day, but it's, it takes effort and takes some recovery and I don't necessarily get the full time that I need to recover from those shakeout rides. Yeah. Um, this year I didn't do one and I felt really good about that. Yeah. When I got to the line to ride, I felt so fresh. Um, so that was kind of the big difference in preparation this year. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, and I feel like with the shakeout rides, if you plan for a race, you can kind of remember to pace yourself going out but all of the adrenaline you can hold back on the race day you go out on a shakeout ride and you just go way too way too hard and way too fast and have oh 100 a lot of fun but then you're exhausted yeah yeah which is not what you want and honestly this year i was really good about energy management um fantastic and so these events i think i've talked about this before but it's like so much stimulation you know you could realistically spend all day, every day out talking to people or hanging out or, you know, doing karaoke or whatever it might be. And I was in bed. I was in my room, in the dorm rooms by 8 p.m. every night. That's which fantastic. Is pretty remarkable for yeah. an extrovert like me, an extroverted <laughs> introvert. I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But I knew that I had full days. And so I just really prioritized sleep and it worked. Yeah. I have to, we have to roll back. Did you just say something about a dorm room? I did. What you, were you at like, was this a sleep away camp bike race? What's I happening? Mean, kind of. Okay. Um, so I've, I've never seen this set up at any other race. Um, but basically, so it, the Unbound happens in Emporia, Kansas, which is a tiny little town. Like, I, I don't know what the population is, but maybe 10,000. It's a small town, but it's a college town. Emporia State University is there. Um, and every year to help with housing for the race, 
they open up their residence halls. So um, for, this is actually the third year in a row that I've stayed there. And it's so funny because you're on a twin bed. Um, the sleep isn't great. But it's, it really is like this sleepaway community experience. And you get to eat in the, the dining hall. Um, and it's like a mile away from the start line. So you just park your car and then you don't have to drive the whole rest of the weekend. Um, oh, so fantastic. Yeah, I stayed in the dorms. And stayed this year, I think more than any other year, really felt like a community um, in the dorms. Oh, cool. Um, most of the folks on my floor, and I have no idea how this worked out, but we're from like Mississippi, Alabama, Arkansas, and they had done this quite a bit. And so they brought like a community coffee pot for the lounge and they like, were kind of hanging out every night, just chatting and sharing stories. Nice. And it was really fun. Really, that, really fun. That sounds like college and the best way to spend a race weekend, honestly. Yeah. Basically all the things I love. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, um, the other thing that we did leading up to uh, race, actually, there's a million things. I got to Emporia on Tuesday, which the race okay. wasn't until Saturday. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so Wednesday, Molly Cameron and I had a photo shoot with Shimano, um, which is just, again, so surreal to say. But we went out to this beautiful bridge um, and they took pictures of our feet. Um, well, in shoes, I guess I should say. <laughs> Shimano OnlyFans coming soon. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my God. We were, we were joking about that because I actually have really gross feet. Um but I think like an outdoor, we're getting so derailed. Um, we're un talking unbound and unhinged today. Uh, I feel like an outdoor aesthetic feet only fans is going to just, there's a niche crowd and you're going to, if you, if somebody did that, oh my God, money would just roll in. It, if, if somebody was into my blisters and my eczema and like my gross toenails, like the Chaco tan lines, just yeah. out, like everybody, like, you know. I, somebody, I, I'm sure somebody is into it. Somebody's but, uh, gotta be. I'm not making money off it yet, so. Let's <laughs> just we'll put it on the back burner. We'll think about that one later. Oh Lord, for when the bike career goes sideways, fans. <laughs> it, I we cannot continue on this topic. However, I have thought about it more than once. Um, had many offers, and I think it would be a pretty solid um income stream for me. But I have huh? not leaned into it yet. Huh? Anyway, we so shoots with uh, <laughs> Molly Cameron. <laughs> we uh, we went to this beautiful bridge, um, which we actually got to go back across at the end of the race, which was really cool. It's this old historic bridge, um, but they were taking photos of our shoes and they were really cool. And then we looked down and there were all these like they looked like prehistoric fish. Um, they're called long nose gar. Oh yeah, I saw that. Oh my gosh, like, I didn't realize that's what they were. Yeah, like five foot long giant yeah. fish. And I think they were spawning because they were swimming upstream um, yeah. in very shallow water. It was so cool to see. And when I came back across on Saturday during the race, um, I was just like at that point knew that I was going to be getting in after dark. And I was still like 12 miles out, I think. I was like, oh, I should stop and look and see if the gar are there. And then I was like, no, Marley, like you have made it this far. Just keep pedaling your dang bike. <laughs> the fish are there or the fish are not there. And it does yeah. not matter. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> But so that was Wednesday. And then yeah, Thursday cool. is when kind of the um all the festivities for the for Unbound really start, you know. Okay. The expo opens up and people really start rolling into town. Yeah. Uh, and we had a film festival. So they had the first ever oh, yeah. um they called it the From the Saddle Film Festival. Nice. Um and they I was lucky enough to have one of my films in there. 
Um, yes. Again, surreal to be able to say one of my films. I was going to say, yeah, just casually say that. Casually just roll casually. off the tongue. You know, um, one of my films. Yeah, but they played um, my film called Journey to Unbound, which documented my race last year. Yeah. Um, and it was part of, um, like I said, three films. Another one was called High Road with Meg Fisher, who we've had on a guest on the podcast before. Yes, we have. Um, and her friend Jack, who's a who's 15, he's also a paracyclist, and it followed their journey, um, kind of the mentorship journey, and then his first race. Um, definitely cried through that film. And then the third film was, oh my God, I have goosebumps about just about to talk about it. It was from this group called Adventure for All, and it was called Finish. And it was about this uh, young adult named Riley who has pretty severe Tourette syndrome. Um, okay. It's fairly nonverbal, but um, it was about his first gravel adventure. Um, so this group, Adventure for All, is based out of Florida, and they take young adults with exceptionalities. Um, so, you know, developmental delays or autism or um, just, you know, exceptionalities. I think it's a really great way to say it. And they kind of train them up for whatever adventure they want. Um, and they've had a okay. big cycling component. And actually this weekend, oh, it was so cool. So Chase, the founder, was there with one of their other athletes, Josh, who is now a mentor slash coach. And um, they did the 100. It was Oh, man. Awesome. Yeah. And so we rode together for the first probably two to three miles. We were on the start line together. And Josh's uh, enthusiasm is just infectious. Like the entire time we were at the starting line, he just kept saying, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so <laughs> excited. Today's going to be a great day. And it's like, you can't listen to that and not feel the excitement yourself. Yeah. Um, and it was really funny. You know, we started going at 7 a.m. and probably quarter mile down the road got stopped by a freight train. Um, uh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so it was uh, like, of course. All this anticipation and then stopped. And so I was standing there by Josh and Chase and uh, Josh just kept saying, let's get the party started. <laughs> let's do it. And so like they are way faster than I am. Like Josh is a super, super strong cyclist. And I think they ended up finishing in like 12 hours, which wow. is really remarkable given the yeah. conditions out there. Um, I was like thinking about them all day because, you know, once – you kind of get out and get on your own. You have no way of knowing how other people on course are doing. Um, and Unbound is really fascinating because it's totally unsupported. Um, like the aid station, if you don't bring your own food to the aid station, you know, with a support crew, there's nothing uh, there for you. Ah, uh, okay. Um, the course is unmarked. Um, Ooh, all right. You are really challenged to be self-sufficient out there. And they are totally upfront about this in all of the rider guides and all the preparation. And I was kind of blown away by the number of folks that I talked to who were like, hey, do we turn here? And they were like, I don't I, I don't have the navigation. I only have it on my phone. Or I don't want to look at it. And it's like, bro, like we're on track for like a 14 hour day here. Yeah. And you don't have a plan. Like, uh -uh. right. Yeah, um, no. Yeah. So look, it's look at your phone or get lost in the middle of Kansas. So those are your options. Yeah. But the other thing with that is like, if you decide to quit, you have to call your own support crew. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. And so it was honestly a little bit annoying. Like so many people quit and we'll get to why here in a little bit, but there were cars all over the course. Mm, okay. Not necessarily driving the safest. So sure. I might give that feedback to the race organizers of like, hey, can we have designated pickup points for people who decide to quit? Because there were, and I, I guess you can't, 
because the roads are open to anybody and there were, you know, lots of farmers and ranchers and local folks out driving. Um, but the worst encounters I had with drivers was people who had bike racks and bikes on the on the rack, just yeah. not driving safely, you know, or driving way too fast and kicking up dust. And it's just not a fun thing to go through. But no, definitely not. Yeah. And, you know, it's really interesting. Have you seen any of the Instagram drama that's going on? Oh, no, I have not. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, OK. So, um, pull the tea. Like, pull the tea. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's not even so like, you know, after some races, there's like beef. Between, right. Yes. Somebody's calling me from area code 909. I don't know where 909 is at. We're not going to answer that. Okie dokie. Uh, <laughs> what were we just talking about? We oh, we were talking about the beef, beef and the tea. So there's often beef between, you know, the pros of, well, they didn't stop in the feed zone or, you know, this person got pulled by those people. And the beef this year, at least as far as I can tell, is people thought that the course should have been rerouted around that mud section. Interesting. Yeah. And Doubly interesting because like isn't like I feel like every race is known, especially with gravel, every race is known for a thing and isn't unbounds mud. Yeah. Mud or just like unpredictability. OK. All right. Um, and, you know, I this is only my third year at the event, um, but my understanding and when I've looked at previous uh, iterations is they only reroute if there's a true safety concern. So yeah. like last year for the XL, which is the 350 mile version, um, they rerouted because there was a flooded section, oh, um, yeah. like actively flash flooding. And it would have been <laughs> unsafe to send people through that. A um, bit. But, you know, during the rider meeting, they had mentioned that, you know, if things get really bad, we might potentially reroute you guys. Um, and so I think people got their hopes up that there wasn't going to mm. be any mud and that it was going to be smooth sailing. Um, but the mud came up super fast and i mean i didn't think it was that bad but i also have done a lot of dumb stuff on my bike <laughs> over the years <laughs> and i think that Word. finally just paid off um you know being able to ride through incredibly crappy conditions and kind of letting all of my fears go and just ice skating that's what it felt like ice skating down mm -hmm. these muddy sections while people were tromping through and i'm gonna say That's... something mean here but like so okay. much whining so much whining and complaining and boohoo and somebody was like calling her mom and being like i don't know what to do and i literally yelled at her put your phone away and ride your bicycle like those are your choices right now yeah <laughs> it i i was honestly kind of blown away by the attitudes of people out there yeah. Like, yeah, maybe this sucks, but didn't you sign up for an adventure? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's when you, I mean, I'm not sure I've ever met anybody who could, even if they're having a tough, tough day on the bike, when they get done with it, that's what they're still fixated on. Right. And I mean, like one in a bajillion rides. I have maybe two rides in my life where I've gotten back and I was like, I shouldn't have gone today. But I knew that before I went, but I still did it. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's such a good point. <laughs> yeah. But by the time you like you spend so much time freaking out about it in the moment and then you get to the finish line and that's not the point of your day that you think about. Yeah. No. Uh, and so. I mean, honestly, I think for a lot of people it was because it was if, if you had to walk four miles, that would have been incredibly challenging. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, there were many sections of that that were rideable. I think people just got in their head of like, oh, the people in front of me are walking. I'm going to keep walking. Mm -hmm. um, 
And for me, I was just like, hey, that part looks pretty well compacted. Doesn't look super sticky. I'm going to give it a try. Yeah. Um, and so it was a lot of like ride, scrape, scrape the mud off, ride again, scrape the mud off. But it saved me hours. And the wild thing is like, so we hit the mud initially at mile 10. So really yeah. early in the race. But by then I was already back off the pack. Um, you know, I lost everybody probably on mile four and just settled into my pace of, okay, you know, we're going to do this today. I might run into some people. I might not, but this is, and I was riding at like 12, 13 miles an hour. Like I was actually yeah. going for me at a pretty decent pace. Yeah. Um, and then I came around a corner, got to the first section of mud and was like, okay, this isn't too bad. Came around another corner and I could see into the horizon, literally just a line of people. They looked like ants marching, you know, all the yeah. pink and yellow high vis. And I was like, oh God, okay, I guess I caught everybody. But the wildest thing was I got to the mud and just kept passing people. Like yeah. people who I don't typically encounter on the rides because they're the 20, 20, 22, like, I don't know, like maybe not 20, but like 16 to 20 mile an hour folks. And yeah. they were struggling hardcore. And so it was just such a bizarre day for me to be up there. I, it, definitely not in the front, but like making my way through the pack. And then somehow I still managed to get DFL. <laughs> Listen, um, which we all know you're talented. You need to quit acting like it's a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I honestly, it was because so many people quit. Um, ah. I haven't done the math yet. I looked initially and it looked like a couple hundred folks had quit. Wow. Yeah. Um, Dang. and I saw lots of folks with broken bikes, you know, broken spokes, mm. um, broken derailers, um, things like that. No, no catastrophic, like right. no broken frames or anything, but just, I think folks whose bikes couldn't handle the intensities. And so, and I, I'm, I'm probably going to stir up controversy with this. But I don't know. I think if your body still works and your bike still works, you should keep riding your bike, even if you're miserable. You know, eat eat a snack. That was the other thing is I think a lot of folks got oh, yeah. so bogged down in the mud and the um, intensity of it that they forgot to eat and they mm -hmm. let themselves mentally get to a really bad place. Yeah. Um, because, I, you know, I think a lot of folks – well, I know a lot of people under fuel on these. You and I have talked about that before. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, but I think especially when you get into a situation like the mud where you're walking, you're hiking, you're kind of miserable, it can be really easy to forget that you're still working really hard. Really and so if you're hard. hiking your bike for two hours, you need to be eating. Yeah. Um, and so <laughs> I kept coming across people um, and I would be shoving a snack in my face. They'd be like, how do you have energy to eat right now? And I'm like, how do you have energy not to be eating right now? Right. Um, yep. So I don't know. Kind of felt like a nagging mom at times of like, hey, you should eat a snack. <laughs> hey, stop bitching. Eat a snack. Uh, <laughs> All right. That's but, the bumper sticker for this episode. Stop bitching. Yeah, eat a snack. Stop bitching and eat a snack. Quit your bitching and eat a snack. I don't know if we can title it that. If we'll get in trouble. I don't know. I'm thinking that needs to be an acronym. I was trying to figure it out, but it's, oh, I love it's it. like letter math and I can't do that while we're talking. I'll work on it later. <laughs> But yeah, once we made it through the mud, um, we were at mile 14 and off to the races. Um, and it took us probably three hours, four hours to get to mile 13 or 14, um, which I think was also just morally defeating for a lot of folks. Yeah. Um, you know, at that pace, we were 
targeted to be out there for 15 to 16 hours, um, which I think for a lot of people was just like a no-go. Like, no, I've never had a century over 12 hours. And for me, I was fully expecting to be out there like 14, 15 hours. And yeah. so it was no big thing. Like, it right. honestly felt like just another day on the bike. <laughs> sure. Yeah. You know, <sighs> thick mud pits. It's just a regular day. Yeah. But then the rest Put of the day, bitch in the you um honestly mid set or excuse me unbound when it goes south it's a beautiful beautiful ride there's a couple of really hard climbs um but i think over the 103 miles it was like 7000 feet of elevation gain so okay. not not yeah. that much all things considered yeah. um i only walked a couple of hills and that was even with kind of babying my knee still which surprisingly felt really good awesome um, yeah i'm feeling good um fantastic and then the weather rolled in. And then the weather. And dun, then dun. the weather. Um, so we'd had like every day at the expo, you know, pop-up storms in the afternoon. Sure. And so totally expected that to happen. Um, kind of heard some thunder rumbling. And this is all before I got to the aid station. So this is like mile 40 or something. Okay. And here's some thunder rumbling. Um, me and this guy are riding along next to each other, just kind of chatting, trading places, having a good time. And he was like, oh, that lightning was real close. And um, all of a sudden, the heavens just opened up and torrential downpour. Okay. Um, crazy sideways wind, like 50 mile an hour wind. Oh. I actually have a um, a story of that up on my Instagram right now. I didn't take my phone out to record because it was one of those times where I was like, this is not safe for me mm, to take my yeah. phone out right now. Um, right. Somebody else did, thankfully, and they got footage of it. Um, they also found a barn to hide in. I did not. I hid in a ditch Ooh. on the side of the road. Um, great. I don't. I mean, you have to, but like, great. Um, I mean, and honestly, I've never. I guess I took cover at Steamboat last year, but I've never taken cover on the side of a road in a ditch. But basically, yeah. the wind was blowing so sideways, and I learned later it was like fifty to sixty mile an hour gusts. Um, that when it was hitting me, I felt like I was bleeding. Um, and I wasn't thankfully, but by hiding out, yeah. actually, it was really funny. I saw this guy laying in the ditch. And so I rolled up to him. And I'm like, Hey, are you okay? He was like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm taking cover. <laughs> and he was real angry. And I was like, can I take cover with you? And he's like, I wish you wouldn't. <laughs> Pro that was really not having a good day. And I was like, well, I am. I just won't talk to you. He goes, okay, good. Jeez. All right. Listen, buddy. If you're listening to this, what if everybody just like, you know, said their feelings like that? I can't decide if it would be better or worse for the world. I don't know. And so I feel like, like we'd get over things a little faster, but also so. the abrasions. Yeah. So I tried to like, you know, offer him some food. Um, I had an emergency like space blanket with me. I, I offered him that because I could nice. see him like shivering. Yeah. He had no interest. And so I took cover there for about 10 minutes until the wind calmed down um and then i kept riding i was like i'm not gonna hang out with this dude like i was like do yeah. you need me to call anybody for you he's like no like all right say love you buddy hope you stay alive yeah Jeez. all right great we love yeah. meeting people in ditches so then you know the weather cleared up i made it to the checkpoint um i so unbound like like I mentioned earlier, you know, you have to have your own crew there. Yeah. And um, for the second year in a row, I worked with Ottawa Bike and Trail. 
They're a bike shop out of Ottawa, Kansas, a really, really cool space if you get a chance to go there. Um, but they they do SAG crew for their community. And oh, so, cool. yeah, I sent a bag with them on Friday. And so when I got there, I resupplied my bag with all my food. They filled up my water. Their mechanic um, did a real quick once over on my bicycle. Nice. I cleaned it up, made sure the brakes were working. Um, my shifting was working. And then I was off again. Um and that checkpoint is at mile 64. So mentally, by that point, I'm like, I only have 40 miles left. I'm done. Yeah. Like, today is going to be easy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love I love the way my brain works that same way when I'm out on r- long rides. Yeah. I'm like, I get to that point. I'm like, I only have four more tins to go. It, that's exactly how it goes. Let's yes. do it. <laughs> I was explaining that to somebody. They're like, how do you mentally, you know, do 100 miles? Because that's just such a daunting number. And I break it up into 10 10 mile segments mm-hmm. like, i can ride 10 miles all day long yep and that's exactly what i did <laughs> yep um so yeah then i you know it got dark um it was kind of cool because the rest of the field had so many challenges as well um for the rest of the day i was like being passed and riding with um the 200 milers who were a lot strong like fairly fast like kind of the front of the crew um and a couple of the xl riders um, so pretty much always had somebody to either chat to or say hi to, which I'm still on the fence if I like that or not, because I really like riding alone. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> actually, mm-hmm. at one point, there was a guy on my wheel who was singing uh, worship songs. And I was like, you know, if that gets you through it, great. But I need you to not be praising him right behind me. <laughs> yep. All right. Great. I think I might offend our entire listening audience with this today. Let's go. You know, somebody needs to uh, keep everybody on their toes, I think. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I have nothing. I have no problems with worship music. I just don't want to hear you poorly singing it behind me in my ears when I'm struggling too. So I just put on my headphones and then, you know, sang some Tegan and Sarah. So (laughs) nice. (laughs) Nice. Balance it out. You got to fight back. Yeah. So then I don't know. (laughs) Finished the race um, at 16 hours and 39 minutes, I think. Heck um, yeah. It was kind of wild. Like, every time I've done this, there's always been, like, a media circus at the end around me. This time, there was not. It was glorious. There were okay. no cameras. <laughs> I didn't have to give any interviews. Um, Great. <laughs> I just remember when I finished Steamboat Gravel, and they're like, how do you feel? And the They mobbed you at Steamboat. Of, what was that? They, they mobbed, mobbed you at Steamboat. Yeah. And like, the only thing but... I could say was my butthole hurts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so thankfully, I didn't have to worry about that this year. Um, yeah. I got my bike washed by the Muckoff crew. Um, they Which have, is like, amazing. Free bike wash. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, I need to follow up on that because they had a little tip jar out, but I didn't have any dollars at that point. So I'm, I need to Venmo them if possible. Yeah. Um, and then I got some food and I got some ice cream and I went to bed. Yeah, you did. And it was great. Awesome. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Yeah, we Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. My stuff is still soaking wet in a trash bag. I need to put that in the laundry as soon as we're done recording. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you have any good tips for getting mud out of kits? How to do? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I do not. So I'm hoping um, right after the ride, I got in the shower with my kit on. Um, Smart. Somebody had I recommended like that. that last year. And I think that got a lot of the initial grossness out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. 
I forgot about this and I know I shouldn't talk about it, but I'm going to. Right. I also let's go. like full on peed myself during that okay. rainstorm. Like on my bicycle, just let it go. I've never I feel done like that. A before. lot of people do that. Yeah, I never have because I don't know. It seems weird to pee yourself. Um <laughs> Intentionally. So you got to do what you got to do. I mean, I pee myself a lot unintentionally, um, but not intentionally. And so that right. was like a, a brain warp. Um, so I guess getting in the shower was also a good thing to get that off my kit. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, man. Aren't you glad you gave me my first pro kit so I could pee Unbound. in it? Mm. Mm, what a day. What an adventure. Um, I can really write a review on it, though. I feel like you've you've taken it through its paces. Oh, it is an excellent kit. It is an excellent, excellent kit. Um, But yeah, I was I was thinking about yesterday, like, do I want to do it again? And I don't know. Okay. Um, I really, really love the course. I love the people who put it on, Um, you know, Christy Moan and Ben Sachs. And the whole community in Emporia. So I think yeah. regardless if I actually ride the ride again, um, I'll be there. But I might opt for like the 25 or the 50 mile yeah. um, just to have a shorter day. Um, yeah. I shouldn't say that though because the 100 mile is just so gratifying. Like, I don't know because I never thought I'd ride 100 miles. And right. now in the last year, I've done it five times, which is so silly. In the last year. All right. Yeah. Yeah, maybe this will be the year of no centuries. Okay. I don't know. Starting last weekend. Starting today. Okay. All right. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see how long that lasts. <clears throat> you yes. heard it here first and possibly last. We'll see yeah. what happens. Yeah. Um I don't know. But let's what else is going on? How's um that was that was my unbound recap. Yeah, well, um, I have a question just for people that were listening and also because I have questions. You mentioned the there's a 200 mile Yes. Is that, does that like start day of obviously yes. earlier than, but yeah. So the way that it works is, so there's five different distances. So there's okay. the XL, which is, I think, which was my other question. Okay. There's a 200, a 100, a 50 and a 25. Nice. Okay. XL starts on Friday afternoon. Um, All right. I think they start on Friday at three and they have, I don't know how many hours that is. But they have until Sunday morning at 3 a.m. to finish, I think. Oh, wow. It's okay. the official cutoff. Um, so two, one and a half days, two and a half days. I don't know exactly. Yeah. And then everybody else rides on Saturday. So the 200 goes off at 6 a.m. Okay. Um, the 100 goes off at 7 a.m. Um, and then the 50 and the 25 go off sometime after that. Um, yeah. yeah. So the two, people keep asking me, oh, are you going to ride the 200? And I don't think I could do it in that cutoff time. You know, it took me... 16 and a half hours to ride 103 miles um with my average pace i think all day was eight and a half miles per hour which yeah. to do 200 miles like that would take me over 24 hours yeah um i just don't really feel the need to do that yeah yeah, yeah. what was your other question oh it was about xl because you mentioned mm -hmm. that and i was going to ask what it was but you answered it uh psychically so yeah good um, job it's it's inter the XL riders had a lot of challenges this year. I mean, they mm -hmm. do every year, of course. Like you know, that one is fully unsupported. So you're going to gas stations to buy your food. Right. You're navigating through potentially two nights, two overnights. Um, yeah. You have to have all your own lighting, your own everything. Like nobody is allowed to help you at all. 
and a lot of big names ended up scratching this year, either for mechanical Ooh, okay. reasons or um, health reasons or, you know, just because they've got other things on the calendar later in the year. Um, and it wasn't worth it to them to have an epic supper fest, yeah. um, which I also get to, you know, for other folks who quit the 100 or the 200 because they've got other bigger priority races. I totally get it. Right. Um, but for me, quit isn't really in my vocabulary. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like there's just more logistics of like trying to call somebody and depend on them. And like, now we're getting into my like deep seated trauma of not feeling like I can depend on anybody. Um, so I, instead I'll ride a hundred miles, you know, great. Once again, bicycles provide therapy when therapy cannot be found. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, just help me work out my thoughts to get ready for my therapy session. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Did you have any other questions or do you think you'd ever want to do Unbound? Ooh, I want to, I want to do more, more of all the, the big gravel events. So yeah, definitely. I am learning very quickly though. I think my vibe is if it's like a race in a day, I'm going to go for the shorter mileage. Mm -hmm. I am happy riding the long distances, but I want to be able to just kind of go out and crank that out and go at my own pace and not yeah. have to worry about getting it in in the time cutoff um so definitely yeah. want to go ride in emporia because i know that's like gravel kingdom bedrock um well, how about this <laughs> let's set a goal that we both do it next year maybe we do a live podcast from unbound Ooh. okay yeah yes i like it i like it too yeah that's a great plan um i had this other thought yesterday well maybe not yesterday whatever day it was when i was out riding that I think I really like the long distances because it gives me, and I've talked about this before, just time on the bike alone. Um, you know, when you're on for three days before and talking to people and yeah. I actually had it, multiple people, probably five or six people tell me that they were at Unbound because they saw my film and thought that they could do it awesome. too, which is wonderful. But also that's like a big, I don't know if responsibility is the right word. Like you and I talked about this, like, did I make it look too easy? Right. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Hopefully people were prepared and did well and did a great job. Um, but I don't know. I like those long distances because I don't have to talk to people. Yeah. Which sounds bad, but we all need a little alone time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, um, yeah, I like that plan for next year. Um, yes. What's what do you have any other events coming up this summer? I don't. I have not signed up for any events this year. I have not really been writing a lot. So my my primary goal right now is just to get back out there. Nice. I love it. So well you've been, been having... researching a ton for this podcast. We've got some really amazing guests coming up. Yes. Which is exciting. So I've been learning about all the all the bikes and the biking groups and there are some really cool people on bicycles out there. Yes. We already and knew that, but we're gonna talk to them all. That's the plan. All of them. Every single one of them. Every single last Every one of them. Every single one. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I don't think I have anything else to say about Unbound. I'm sure yeah. if I look at my pictures, I will. Um, oh, the, the Tinder scene was a little lacking. Oh, I know. That's a bummer. It really is. You would that's think with like, like, I don't know how many thousands of people come out there, but I don't know. Do Maybe we need I a cyclist focused dating app? Is we that do. The we next do. thing that needs to happen? Yes. yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. That seems fair. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, 
but let's talk about what else is going on with all bodies on bikes. Um, yeah. so have we mentioned that we are officially a nonprofit? I think, we- I think we have, but if we haven't, woohoo, we're officially a nonprofit. We are officially a nonprofit, which You're- means that your donations to us are tax deductible. Um, we've got info on our website for how you can donate. Yes. Um, but a really fun way to donate is we have a raffle going on right now. Heck yeah. The 10th. Um, we're giving away some really cool prizes, a Cannondale bike. Thanks, Cannondale. Um, big Wahoo package, um, Pac helmet, all sorts of cool stuff. Um, you can buy your ticket for $10 at the all bodies on bikes website, just all bodies on bikes.com. Yes. Um, and that funding is going to go to programming. It's going to help pay my salary because I've been doing this alone, not alone, not alone at all with a huge team, but without being compensated for a couple years kicks and giggles yeah is what you've been doing it's time to start saving for my retirement again yeah and go on some vacations um so yeah please donate early and often um (laughs) but for real like like that we can get set up with like your um uh if your work has matching donations we would love to be a part of that um please reach out if you have any questions um and our chapters have had some really fun rides lately. Yes, they have. Chapters um, are popping off right now. Chapters are popping off. Um, if you're not following them um, or haven't, you don't know what we're talking about. We have 11 chapters um, yeah. across the United States. Um, hopefully more at some point. I probably get five emails a week asking folks, I want to start a chapter. Don't worry. The information on how to do it will be coming. We're, we're not going to forget about you. Um, <laughs> we're just not ready to start new chapters yet. Yeah. Um, but Denver had a pride ride yesterday. Yeah, Western they did. Massachusetts had a pride ride. Um, I forget who else. Uh, Albuquerque did an ice cream ride. Albuquerque did an ice cream ride. Kansas City did a mountain bike ride. Um, Chicago has a ride coming up this Sunday on the 11th. They're going to go through the sculpture park. And then super, super exciting. We have, I think, six locations doing a camp out for Swift yes. Camp Out. Heck yeah. Um, so... The information is not out on that yet. It hopefully will be either today or tomorrow. Um, but basically, Swift Industries, they are a bag maker out of Seattle. They, every year, encourage people to um, go camping on the summer solstice yes. um, on their bicycles. And this year, six of our chapters are what are called navigators. So they are hosting rides, hosting um, campouts that folks can join and get outside. Um, so that'll be Perfect. in Western Massachusetts, New York City, Washington, D.C., Kansas City, Albuquerque, and one more that I am totally forgetting. Another um, one. One other one. I sincere. Oh, Seattle. So we don't have a chapter in Seattle, but one of our board members, Bobby, lives in Seattle. And so he's hosting a ride. So Rad. if you're hoping, if you're looking to get into bike camping, unsure where to start or if you'll be too slow or whatever, check out the All Bodies on Bikes Swift Camp Out Rides. Yeah. Yeah. And then do we have anything else good going on? Well, I know. So we're, we're, we want help from you if you are listening to this because a, a couple things, actually, we're just going to make a short list. First of all, send us questions. Like, let yeah. us know what you want to hear about on the podcast. If there Where are people. Send this to? <clears throat> Excuse me while I choke. I'm so excited about the questions. <laughs> Literally. You can send them to. Podcast. Pod- okay. All that's what I was going to guess. Yeah. Great. Yes. That's what I thought, but I wasn't sure. So it's podcast at allbodiesonbikes.com. Uh, yeah, let us know what you want to hear. If there's somebody you think we need to talk to, let us know that. Um, another thing that we want from you is like 
people always want cool all bodies on bike stuff like yeah. the merch um i can only draw stick people marley i don't know what your artistic skills <laughs> what your level is at um not very good okay so if you have an idea for something that we should do for merch and you can design that what we would love is to see your ideas and designs yeah so in, in like a file format yeah um, and you can email those also to podcast all bodies on bikes info at all bodies on bikes you can send it to our instagram and we're talking you know people want shirts they want water bottles they want jerseys they want hats graphic design is a skill that yes neither of us have and not at um, all and so we would love your input and love your help. And then we'll be able to let all of you buy it and represent how much you love us and love the show. Yes. And the org. So. Yeah. Because it's a great group. It is a great group. Yeah. Um, well, I'm trying to think of a fun question to close out the episode with. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to go eat some lunch. I feel like I need to. I've eaten like six meals in the last three days because I know oh. that doesn't make sense. Like six meals a day. For the last three days because I'm just okay. so hungry. Yeah. Yeah. That math doesn't work out. Basically, I'm I cannot eat enough right now. I'm so hungry. Yep. Feels fair. <laughs> feels fair. It does feel fair. End of the episode question. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if we've talked so, about this before. Okay. You oh, go first. You go ahead. Oh, nope, okay. you go. You go. All right. So you're you're in un you're you're riding unbound. You get to the long section of mud. If you could have any one like I'm going to say superpower for your bicycle to get you through that section. What would it be? Oh my God. I know. I know right off the bat, I Fantastic. would have my, I don't know what they're called, um, but you know, the, I guess like the fork and the chain stays on the back, basically yep. where you, the part of your bike that goes around the tire, mm -hmm. I would like press a button and it would expand like six inches. So I would have all the clearance in the world so I could just ride. Um, Love it. Yeah, because riding in mud is not that hard yeah. as long as your bike continues to work. It's just a little yeah. slippery. There you go. Yeah. Um, like so that would be my superpower. The other one would be to have the ability to record that section because it was just mayhem and fun and <laughs> um, okay. really hard to describe without being there. Seems right. Yeah. Let me think of a question for you. Um, okay. Ooh. Ooh, wait, I, I have an unrelated question. Okay, great. Um, and this is a yes or no, so it's not that exciting. So you sing this song that I absolutely love called Daisy May. It's my, like, and I was singing it to myself this weekend on the bicycle. Fantastic. Wishing that I could just, like, record it or, like, had it on my Spotify. Um, do you have any plans to record some new music? Yes. That will yes. include that song? Uh, I can make sure that it does. Yes. Yeah, yes, for yes, sure. Yes. That's one of my favorites too. Mm. So It's such a sweet song. Um, yep. But that's not really my end of the episode question. My end of the episode question for you is if you could ride your bike with any cycling, any pro, Ooh. alive or dead, who would it be? Oh, see, you threw that last part in on me. Yeah. It's got to be. And um, his name is Gino Bartali. Okay. Um, he is a 1940s Italian cyclist. He, I, I can't remember all he won. He won several races. Uh, fantastic cyclist. But the reason I found out about him and the reason that I would want to ride with him and chat with him and do all the things is he actually 
uh, was in the Italian military during World War II, but used his cycling and his fame from cycling to smuggle papers to get Jews out of Italy um, during World War II. Oh, dang. I feel um, like I've heard about this guy. Probably from me. Uh, probably. But I talk about him slightly nonstop, but that's fine. I feel like there should be like a documentary about him because, damn, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. There is a book that I've I read like once a year just okay. to kind of recenter myself. What, do you know um, what it's called? Uh, Man of Valor, I think, is the name of it. Okay. Um, uh, we'll I can double check that, that before we put out the show notes. Yeah. Um, but, oh, I love that so much. Yeah. 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 Absolutely amazing. Very cool. Um, well, hey, thanks for suffering through me or with me on my recap. I don't know if you were suffering. I was not. Um, but I hope folks found this enjoyable and fun. Yeah. Um, and we would love to hear your experiences with Unbound. Um, yeah, you know, feel absolutely. free to drop us a voice memo or just, you know, comment or get get us the info somehow. How did your day at Unbound go? Am I totally yeah. offbeat by saying people should have been more prepared um, and less whiny? Am I just being mean? Um, give it. Give us your real thoughts on that. Were you the guy in the ditch and did you feel better after you had a Pop-Tart? Like, let us know. How did you feel? Yes. But also we should say, you know, people quit for all sorts of various reasons. Absolutely. And you should still be proud of getting out there and trying. So um, I swear I'm not a jerk. I just have some opinions sometimes. You know, it's almost like everybody does. That's crazy. I know. Right. And we're allowed to. So I think with that, it's been another episode of All Bodies on Bikes, the podcast. It sure has been. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks for chatting with us. This is an All Bodies on Bikes podcast powered by Feisty Media. The show is produced by Maggie and Marley and edited by the team at Feisty Media. Thanks for listening.